Good evening, creeps and crawlies. Tonight, we're reaching out to you from the other side of the veil, where the streetlights don't shine and the restless dead yearn to speak to us. Join hands, then, and gather around as we attempt to make contact with the spirits of time gone by. All right, so as you guys have probably guessed from that uh, shitty intro, today we're going to be covering a topic that uh, we've been putting off for a long time. Um... Yeah, if if you're into the paranormal, then odds are you've heard about this, you own one maybe, you've tried to fuck around with one. We're going to be talking about the Ouija board today. Um, it's about time. I've been, folks, I've been telling this guy that we should have been doing this like two months ago and he always like, now we should do something else. We've been, no, the thing is we've been wanting to do it, but we wanted to do this topic justice and so we had to hold off. And then if we're being real, then yes, aliens seemed a lot cooler to me than the Ouija board. Wow. But we're doing it now. Uh, I was hoping that we were going to have some practical experience with it so we wouldn't just be speaking out of our asses, but someone in the recording Hey, wait studio, a minute. Is this my first time hearing about this? You never told me you wanted to play it before this episode. Yo, you're capping. No, I'm Yo. not capping. Oh I'm not capping. Nope. Guys, this is this is what happens when you grow up in a superstitious culture that believes <laughs> no. in all this shit. Then fucking no one no one's down to play a child's game that that as my good co-host said, they sell in fucking Barnes and Noble for all the for all the pretentious fucking English majors out there. He's lying. Pick up you could pick one up right now. But um but uh yeah, we're we're gonna start off with a little bit of background on the Ouija board. Um whose pronunciation I've always hated because Luigi. Ouija, Ouija, oh Ouija, Ouija. <laughs> All right, so the Ouija board. Well, you know what? Before you even do say anything, yes, because I know usually for stories like this, I know you always bring up the lore slash the historical background on said you know Ouija boards and stories that we do. But do you and your notes that you have in front of you? Do you have the rules of the Ouija board? The rules of the Ouija board. I do not. Wow. Vaguely, no. <laughs> okay, no. I know that because there's a in in the commercial ones that you buy, like the ones that you pull out of out of a plastic box. There's an option. There's okay. There's yes, no. There's the alphabet. There's one through nine, zero through nine, and then there's also goodbye. And the one rule I do know is that you're always supposed to say goodbye and close the game before before you stop talking to whatever you're talking to because otherwise it can follow you on over from the other dimension or whatever the fuck is talking to you. So I mean you're not wrong but I you know, are missing a quite a bit of rules. So I'm kind of I'm going to school you a bit cuz I've done some research cuz I kind of figured you weren't going to have the rules. All right, this is a public safety message then for all those yes. playing with the Ouija board we have the rules. So of course this is this varies from different websites and from what, who you hear but I'm going to name some that I have seen frequently that people you could say in the community of playing Ouija boards and people who play with Ouija boards that the Ouija board fandom. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Honestly, yeah, you're not wrong. Okay, so of course, from what I was reading, that if you if you ever plan to use the Ouija board, that you should always do research on it first. Check. So and so we we did that. <laughs> yes, we did do that, right? And that you should not treat the Ouija board as a joke. Okay. The second rule that most people talk about is that it's important to never taunt the spirit that you're communicating with because that could be very, you know, dangerous and there could probably be some, you could say, 
consequences that are how, gonna... how do you taunt a ghost you're like ooh, look what i can do Fuck probably can... hey dude look if if a spirit's trying to communicate with you and reaching out to you through would you boy i'm pretty sure you could do way more so the thing is that if because if you think about it they could definitely hear you because you say a question and then said spirit moves do well, you know what the little thing is called fuck yes i do no hold up hold okay up. hold up guys somewhere. hold up guys but while he's looking for that um while you when while you give him the question he uses said little thing to communicate with you so they understand you but they can't speak to you only through said ouija board so you know of course some bad shit could happen so while you're looking for that i'm going to continue with the rules you Sounds should you should never ask the ouija board when you're going to die because uh they don't really go into detail about it but it's just not a good idea, apparently. Another one is that, um, you know, spirits who talk to you through the Ouija board can tell you anything they want, but only because they're telling you anything they want doesn't exactly mean that it's going to be true. So, you know, the spirits could be lying to you. Some other rules is that you should never play alone. You should never do it at your house. You should never play the Ouija board at the house and that... And I don't know if this is more for like a group one because of course it is. But if you're in a group, one person should be the leader, and the leader is someone who's gonna be mainly like asking the questions and like you know communicating with said spirit. And whoever's with the leader holding what's it called? Did you figure the out? planchette? The planchette. Whoever's holding it have to kind of remain silent or like not really you know make noise, which I think is kind of you know a little bit weird. I mean, I think it kind of made sense, especially since um, interviewing your your good friend, um, that whoever is kind of actually communicating w with the spirits should be the most knowledgeable That's on true. that kind of thing and the most like sensitive. Like if if you yes, have if you're like right. a medium, then it makes sense for that yes. person to be reaching out. You know what? You're right. That does make sense. Then. So yeah. So there should be a leader. Another thing is that you should never leave the planchette on the board alone. Because it is considered bad luck. Another one is that if you want to take a break, let's say that all your friends want to take a break, at least one of you need to be holding a planchette to keep said energy that you have with the spirit that you guys could still stay connected. Because apparently that if you take a break and of course if you don't say goodbye, like, you know, bad shit could happen, which I'm about to bring up on the next rule is that you should always... End your sessions with the Ouija board by saying goodbye. Because if you do not, people believe that it leaves a door open from, I guess you could say, the spirit world or whatever you have con contacted, connected with the spirit is going to be able to come through. So you should definitely, definitely, definitely say goodbye. <laughs> what if you say goodbye and then the planchette moves and just says no? So, you know what's so funny? I've actually had her stories about that. Really? Where if that does happen, you have to make a promise to come back the next day. So, pretty much, if it's not letting you go, you have to be like, oh, well, you know, I'll be back to play with you the next day. And then from what I was reading, that usually that works. But then that means that you're still going to have to come and communicate with whoever, you know, lets you go pretty much. Wait, so... <laughs> That's super manipulative, manipulative of fucking spirits. <laughs> fucking okay, so no, good goodbye is goodbye. Good fucking, you need your personal space from the ghost. 
I don't think I don't think um So if you don't come back the next day and continue playing then it's assumed that there's going to be other Possibly, yeah. All right. I didn't really like too much of it because it was like a that was a long time ago, but I'm surprised you said that cuz I remember reading faintly something about that like on some sort of like forums, you know. Another Fortune. wow, there's a lot of rules by the way, guys. I'm so sorry cuz I know I'm taking up on your time Noah, but I'm going to try to hurry up. Another rule is that um if a spirit starts communicating with you through the board and starts just like counting down and like naming the alphabet, you know, um, some people are saying that you should end the session immediately by saying goodbye because apparently that if this does happen, there's a malevolent spirit that is trying to leave the board. So that's why, like, you know, the little planchette, what's it called? Planchette? Planchette, yes. It's, like, moving around because, like, the spirit is trying to find, like, a way to, like, escape pretty much without, like, your help in a sense. So are you supposed to let go of the planchette or are you su- what's... What's the move in that situation? So well, from what they're saying, it's, it's not even, you know what's so funny about that? They are not they didn't say anything about holding it or nothing. They're just saying that you should end, like you should immediately end the session by just saying goodbye. That's pretty much what it's saying. So I guess it's like, because from what they're saying, like even if you put it there, like it moves by itself. Like I don't think you're even like holding it. That's why it's just like, oh, kind of like say goodbye, say goodbye and just be like, oh, well, fuck that. You know what I mean? But yeah, I think um after that, I think we're pretty much done. I think the only one that they're saying is that you should not, if you want the best, you know, um, <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't really should have said the best, but <laughs> if you do want to seem to contact, you know, the spirits using the Ouija board, you should, you know, ideally use like a dark area or, you know, with no background noise and all that and usually have like candles lit around you. Oh, so like the basement that I, that I live in, in, in my parents' Yeah, pre- Yeah, pretty it seems much. like a perfect environment. And now we have... So now we have the rules, we have a location, we did the research, so it seems like we're ready to go ahead and play with the Ouija board. Dear God, okay, Man, oh, fuck that, I don't even know, but like the two the two last rules is do not use the Ouija board in cemeteries, do not, do they, they do not go to further detail about it, but they just say don't do that because it makes sense, you know what I mean? Because right. you don't know if like some spirits are still laying there or not, but it makes sense. And the last one is that you should never burn the Ouija board this could be this can do more damage than simply leaving it untouched in a closet so if you're having problems with the Ouija board store it store the planchette and board separately no that's 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 an interesting little tidbit that I would not have expected but yes I've I, I feel like we've all seen that horror movie where like the daughter is fucking around with a Ouija board yeah and then the mom or whoever is like you know I'm gonna destroy it and that's gonna end my troubles when it's like no really all you're doing is destroying the yeah. door that yep. the thing came through but yep. it already came through so yep. you're just fucking yes dude I got goosebumps talking about that before you continue I because you because you brought that I remember because you know how like Netflix and like other main like TV providers or streaming streaming they have like of course some um, horror like true stories where people come up and. Of course, like, I know they say yeah. it's true, but of course, it's like, you know, it's really what you really think about at the end of it. But I remember there was this one story I read, and I think it was on Netflix. And, like, the story was that, I guess, like, there was a woman who played the Ouija board. And, of course, like, some stuff started to happen to her, and she was, like, really scared of this Ouija board. And she claims that she's gotten, she's tried to get rid of it multiple times. And, like, this one time she threw it in the trash can, and then the next day... It was back in her house. So, of course, she gets, like, freaked out and all that. So, of course, she ends up 
trying to contact a um a medium or someone who right. could possibly help in that type of um well what's that word i'm trying to say is like just someone who knows like what you're dealing with with that because of course like not someone normal could really deal with the ouija board if there is a said spirit in it right. or trying to like get out of it so she contacts somebody they come through and see if the uh if the ouija board is like i guess you could say active and if i remember correctly don't question me on this i believe she like gets i think a body of water i think either in a i think in a pool or not in a big pool but like you know kitty pool and she ends up like putting it in there and like of course like she probably does like some sort of like enchantments or like sayings and like they're waiting and i remember this because i thought it was fucking crazy is that the water starts like boiling not even i think boiling but like moving as in like you know if something is like in it but the, the only thing in the water is the ouija board so then after that from what i was like reading from the story like a long time ago from when i can remember they kind of just like left it there kind of like you know stored it and like kind of like okay like i already did all i could do just to don't fuck with this anymore pretty much yeah i feel like there's a lot of paranormal stories where it's like that where like they'll do like a blessing at the house and the activity will subside but there's still like people are still hearing random noises and it's not as bad as it was but it's still it it never really leaves yep and so yeah now now that we're talking about like media portrayals of the ouija board i think we would be doing our listeners a disservice if we didn't talk about the exorcist because i don't think there's any any film that's more famous than the exorcist featuring uh, a ouija board and Wait, if you, she played a Ouija board? If you, if you remember, yes. It's one of... And, and the funny thing is that it's never referenced directly. Like, you know how in a lot of movies, the priest comes and it's like, you were fucking around with the Ouija board? Like, you deserve... Not you deserve this. <laughs> but like, what were you but what were you expecting? And in this one, it's like a very subtle scene right near the beginning where the little girl and her... Like, the little girl's fucking with it in her room. And the mom comes in and is like, oh, what's that? But doesn't really give it much attention because it's a fucking Hasbro toy. Like, it's it's yeah. something you could pick up anywhere. And then I think in one of the scenes, it's put away in the basement. And then it's never really brought up again throughout the movie. No no one ever explicitly says that was the cause. and of they course. never, And it's just kind of there. But after that session that the little girl has is when she starts, like, puking fucking green and her head turning around yeah and so yeah and if if you know um anything about the filming of that story of that story of that of that movie then you know that the actress that played the little girl was fucking not okay afterward like a lot of shit i did hear about that as well i think and then there was like a death on set like an accidental like brandon lee type like someone died accidentally and just a lot of a lot of ominous things happened um, around that particular set piece. I but, didn't know that. That's actually very interesting. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to rewatch that movie now. Yeah, because as as I'm saying, I think it's if anything a little creepier that the the scriptwriter whoever made the decision of like not saying anything specifically yeah. about it, just having it in the background. But um, with that being said, you guys can conduct your own um, exorcist research. Watch, watch it again. Smoke a, jo- <laughs> smoke a joint tonight and watch The Exorcist. Um, have an amazing time. But with that being said, um, we're going to get into a little bit of the more mundane history of the, the Ouija board. 
um, kind of the background because it's it's a relatively modern invention um, as opposed to what most people believe. Like I thought it was gonna have like some druidic ancient fucking roots, and no, it's it's fucking pretty new. So first advertised in an 1891 Pittsburgh newspaper where it was described as the wonderful talking board, the Ouija board is a distinctly American part of occult lore. Its creation can be traced directly to the spiritualist movement that gripped the nation during the mid to late 19th century, with mediums and channelers like the infamous Fox sisters popularizing the practice of reaching out to and communicating with the dead in highly ritualized sessions called seances. So these sessions were, as would later come to light, full of all kinds of hokery and tricks and practical illusions that were used by the alleged mediums to scam their clients. So Damn. just like today, like when you get, you know, they, people have always been making money out of, you know, superstitious people. For... You, just, you just prove it's fake, though. Like that. Did I prove it's fake? <laughs> did I just because it's new or or do the, did the spirits just have a new tool to contact us? You know what? I have a quick question because I know you said that they have like seances, but they used the board to pretty much scam people, correct? Okay, here's the thing. The board um, didn't come around until 1891, and the spiritualist movement was going on like all throughout the 1800s for whatever reason. Not for whatever reason, but if you guys remember fucking like eighth grade history, there was like a great awakening around this time where people felt that they had become detached from religion and so they started you know being more active in spirituality and religion and a lot of churches were founded and as a consequence of that it became acceptable like societally acceptable again to believe in spirits because like christianity had never specifically like debunked ghosts or talking with spirits or an afterlife where we could communicate yeah. with people that like that, that was never a part of Christianity. And so people could hold these beliefs and it didn't really interfere with like the dogma of, of, of their religion. And so because of this in the 1800s people, it became like, like a trend, like, like a fucking stupid Instagram oh, trend shit. Yeah, that you would go to like, and you would pay a medium. And a lot of times it was like, high society so like in great britain it was like the aristocracy um and over here it was just like people of means like if yeah. you were rich it, it was in vogue to fucking go do a seance and it was like kind of zany and then there's some people that actually believed in it more seriously yeah they're so quirky yeah they're, so they're being quirky let me let me let me tell you let me talk to your like dead grandpa or something it was yeah it was the 1800s equivalent of like visco girls fucking <laughs> but yeah basically that it, it was it was a fad but it was born of like this new um, acceptance of of spirituality within within um, this the sphere of like personal life, I guess, yeah. for Americans. But with that being said, um, there was uh, also a movement to debunk a lot of this. So like eventually Harry Houdini and a lot of um, like optical illusionists, like magicians that knew what tricks were being used were like, yeah, this is bullshit and yeah. exposed like the Fox sisters. They were like, you guys are using mirrors. You guys are using this yada, yada, yada. But, um, in spite of the outing and exposure of many of these sham rituals, spiritualism gained even more devotees with the outbreak of the civil war in which nearly 750,000 men. So the equivalent of like 2.5% of the population uh, were killed. I think I read somewhere that that would be like if five million people, five million Americans um, died in a war. Oh wow! That's that would be the equivalent. Yeah, 
And so Mary Todd, even Lincoln's wife, was well known for her spiritualist tendencies, um, with many a seance having been held in the White House throughout the war, especially following the death of her 11-year-old son, Willie Lincoln. It is even rumored that Lincoln himself, in his capacity as commander-in-chief, uh, conferred with spirits in regards to some of his most important military decisions. So this is more rumor than anything. Yeah. But there's also always been that kind of talk that Lincoln kind of allowed himself to be influenced by these beliefs and he would plan like major attacks on the Confederacy based on the advice of mediums. So like even like like fucking like Romans when they would do a sacrifice and conferred with the oracles or whatever, like it's a day an auspicious day to to launch an attack, Lincoln would do the same hokey shouldn't be like is like should i attack vicksburg today or should i yeah. do this and do that you know i believe her bro the price you paid now he haunts the white house oh yeah i i, I had heard of that in, in addition to to that to the war going on death was just uh, a lot more present and visible um so it was more socially acceptable to communicate with the dead like now I, I forgot who i was talking to this about but like now if someone dies the morgue picks them up like within an hour or whatever the fuck, whatever time frame. But back in the day, if someone died, then they were just in the house there, and you Damn. had to make your own. And you had to make your own arrangements. Like like during the Civil War, there were so many bodies that like the grave digging grave digging profession skyrocketed, and like we invented embalming and all these procedures to keep bodies okay for longer because like we had never dealt with death on an industrial scale mm-hmm. but now with death all around you like you're seeing these embalmed bodies everywhere they're being transported by train to get them back to their hometowns people seeing the dead around them it made them more comfortable to i guess like reach out to them and then also like if come if, on so- you, you don't think that like if if like a big portion of the population will actually <laughs> covid uh- right covid right <laughs> covid right but um if if a big portion of the population fucking had their their husband or father or whatever the fuck die in a war, then it would make sense for them to want to reach out and have that measure of comfort nah. and be like, nah, yeah, nah, you're right. I'm heartless too. Fuck I, I wouldn't. I'm so sorry. Look, I, this is going to sound really fucked up. Don't get me wrong. But if my mom and dad, like, you know, God forbid, you know what I mean? If that day, of course, that day is going to come, but I don't like to think about it. No one likes to think about their right, parents right, right. dying or anything like that. But if they, when the time is, when the time comes for them and like of course i'm gonna fucking miss them uh, my first thought isn't gonna be like you know what let me try to contact them okay because like i told you too from the rule from that i was reading about only because the ouija board is telling kind of telling you what you want to hear doesn't really mean it's telling you the truth so they say that oh like if you are my dad if it says yes how would i really know if it's my dad though it's yeah you know, don't get me wrong. I understand that people were doing that back then because it was still, you could say, um, it's like new, you know, like right. people want to seek that people are like, oh, well, we have this. Why not use it? You know? And then it's like more than anything. I feel like it's, it's the trauma. Like it's not like yeah. someone who dies of old age. It's like they were here yesterday. Like you saw them two months ago and now they're just gone. That's true. Yeah. That, that's completely different as well. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't doubt that too, you know, because the fact is this, that back then, I'm pretty sure when the Ouija board came out, kind of like what you said, I'm pretty sure a shit ton of people fucking use it. And there's a reason why we have these stories now is because people back then used it. And some people ended up, you know, contacting people. They 
thought that thought that they were trying to reach but never did you know right it's it's like that that one story we commented on uh on how you heard like a and and i always forget the name because you researched the name of the spirit but there's that one malevolent spirit that contacts you pretending to be oh yeah the, the close, duck. yes that pretends to be um like a family member or whatever to kind of lure you in and and there's those stories as well of like you're you're desperate and you're seeking comfort and so if a voice from the other side says that they're your mom and you know you're so desperate to believe you want mm-hmm. to believe so much that you don't really care and it could be yeah like it's you true said, anything anything on on that side yeah that's very true fuck but um but yeah it's interesting that that you brought that up because actually with like every every major war that there's been so like and actually with the spanish flu in 1918 all those times saw like an upsurge in ouija board sales so that right after times of crisis um people would just flock to the stores and um and get them but we're getting a little ahead of ourselves so um Basically, that according to the research, the way that the board was born was that the most popular method to contact spirits during seances was really fucking slow and really fucking annoying. You would basically just go through the alphabet, so A, B, C, D, E, uh, so on and so on until you got a knock in response. And that knock was a signal for you to stop. So let's say you're going through A, B, C, and then you get a knock at C, then C is going to be the first letter. And in that way, you spell out entire messages like maybe like "I miss you" or "Take care of." Oh shit! So this is before the little wama, before the planchette, before what? the Ouija board. Oh my god! So during these, yeah, during these seances, the method used by mediums was wait for a knock. But as you can imagine, that took a really fucking long time to go through all. How many letters are there in the alphabet? I think like twenty something, like twenty-five. 21. Oh, okay, is it twenty-five? I don't know. <laughs> Twenty-four. Twenty-four. So going through all the twenty-four letters was a really time-consuming process. And so during the Civil War, in a lot of the military camps, actually, they started writing out these boards carved in, like, crude planks of fucking wood where it just had, like, the alphabet, and they would and they would do that. And that was the first kind of primitive spirit board. And later, that would get um, uh, commercialized. So, so capitalizing... On the popularity of these spirit boards, so like crude, just planks of wood with the alphabet written on them. See, that's uh, one thing that just baffles me is that anything could be a Ouija board. Yeah. You know what I mean? That just baffles me, dude. I kid you not. Me thinking back then, it's like you see Ouija boards at the fucking market, Toys R Us, Barnes & Noble, all that. Me, me back then was like maybe some witch or some like demon, you know like hexed or something that's why like all these like ouija boards are you know there's a wizard at hasbro like yeah exactly each fucking ouija <laughs> exactly. board game. you know how like a wizard of Oz at the end of it it was like the main guy all along like fucking with them it's like that you know yeah yeah, yeah. like they they have um every gaming company has its its paranormal <laughs> adjunct that fucking that curses their uh their spooky toys that's true hey um before you start continue only because you haven't brought it up yet only because i've heard like only because I've heard things about this is that do you have in your notes how the Ouija board got its name? I actually do have in my notes okay, how the cool Ouija then. board got its name. We, 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 can, we can actually discuss this right now because okay. I think 
Because I think that the pronunciation for the Ouija board is fucking bullshit, according to that story. Okay. Because, do you want to tell a story? Because I, no, know, no, I know you told it to me. You can go ahead. You can go ahead. Okay, so a popular theory going around is that uh, Ouija spelled O-U-I-J-A is an amalgamation of the French we meaning yeah, no, yes. French we meaning yes, and then the German ja meaning yes as well. And so <laughs> French plus German, yes, yes, we oui, ja, Ouija board. But... If that were the case, then why wouldn't we call it a Ouija board? Ouija. Wait, what? Yeah, like why do why is it Ouija and not Ouija or Ouija? Like why don't we say it Ouija? Oh, exactly. That's why the theory's bullshit. <laughs> or if it if it is true, which it which it isn't, then I feel like Ouija or Ouija should be we should we should we should start a petition we should start an online campaign bro okay what else do you have though is that it oh for the name no fucking let me quickly fucking search through these wow he's not he's not ready guys he's not ready he needs some milk i do need some milk. no because um i i remember i do remember vaguely that um one of the industrialists that formed the company to start selling the the Ouija board, um, the the Baltimore or no, the Kennard Novelty Company. So one of one of the founders of the Kennard Novelty Company, um, whose first product was the board, one of their sister in laws was actually a very famous and very talented medium, according to them, and she, when using uh, the device, um, asked what it wanted to be called, and. The board itself responded by spelling out Ouija, which, according to this medium, um, meant um, uh, good luck in some... In Wait, some... The me- a medium? A medium told him this? Or the board told him this? No. Okay, so the the Kennard Novelty Company. So there were, there were several members, so several investors. Elijah H. Bond um, was one of them, and it was his sister-in-law, Helen Peters... That was just happened to be like a very well-known medium at the time in Baltimore. And so searching for the name of their product uh, because they needed a name for it because they were going to license it and sell it like fucking capitalists that they are. But um, Peters asked the board what it should like to be called and it responded. But the, the funny thing about the story is that when reading it, according to this account, when the board responded to good luck, they didn't know if it meant like call me good luck or if it's like fucking good fucking luck like that you is just so opened, funny you just opened a door yeah. to, to a world that you don't comprehend so good luck as in whoever uses this board from here on after good luck and that's actually very interesting you know because i'm really glad you did get the story right yeah so pretty much the medium did it was a medium and someone else i think from the company you were saying I, i'm not 100 sure but the medium was talking to the board and you know she asked the board what should we name you or like, you know, what's the name that, you know, the board wants and the board does spell out Ouija. And then from what I was reading, the boards told her that the name meant good luck. So, yeah, so you're, yeah, you're, yeah. you're pretty much like accurate. That shit's crazy, though, bro. The, even like good luck thinking like, hey, you're going to need it, you know, like good luck with that shit. <laughs> right, right, right. And then I think she claimed, too, that um, that it was, like, a derivative of some long-lost, like, language, like, Aramaic or some bullshit like that. 
that like was like a dead tongue like latin and so no one could really call her on whether or not it was bullshit but she said that it was an ancient language um in addition to choosing its its own name it would help uh secure the patent so the kennard novelty company um had investors lined up but it still needed to get a patent um so that no one else could rip off their quote-unquote invention okay and so in 1891 they applied for a patent on the creation and were asked to produce proof of its effectiveness so the patent officer this fucking schmuck uh assigned (laughs) to the toy asked for a practical demonstration so he claimed that if the kennard novelty co um was was not lying and the product could do what it said um what they were saying it could then it would be able to answer questions about the past present future with marvelous accuracy as was advertised and the spirits would be able to answer his name so bear in mind they go into the patent office no one knows who this is um and again it's possible that they saw like in passing like they saw like a fucking name badge just you know yeah of you course. know you you know how these things go yep but um, still, he asked, like, what's what's my uh, what's my last name? Um, like, if if your product works, then you should be able to answer. So it was at this point that again, Helen Peters, hosting an impromptu seance within the office, uh, allegedly reached out to the office's past occupants, so people that had had his job before, so had like had that office before, and then died on the fucking job. She asked them, and she correctly spelled out letter for letter his name. And so honoring his promise, they issued a patent in 1891, and they were able to sell it exclusively with that trademark of Ouija, which, again, like like you said, it's just a fucking board with letters on it. Like, And I think that more than the actual plastic, like more than it being an official, like not off-brand Ouija board is like the intention behind it. Yeah. Like I feel like you could get a real an authentic quote-unquote one from barnes and noble yeah but if you go into it with like fuckery in mind like as a plaything, then it's not gonna work you don't think so no and i think that if you made your your own at home from scratch and like pasted it together like on a cardboard with like letters <laughs> Yo, if you really bl- if you really bl- <laughs> daniel you're not down if you really put the time and effort to make your own ouija board if you it's gonna be more haunted from what you're telling me Honestly, yeah, because then that takes dedication on your part, and the spirits are going to know that God. and appreciate your work. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that you're trying to help them escape, yeah. What, okay, but we don't know they want to escape. Maybe they just do want to impart us with some knowledge. Come on, son, that's not true. All right, so um, with, with that being said, um, there's been a lot of uh, speculation as to how the Ouija board works. So we personally have never tried it. So we're a little bit out of our depth here. But I, we've spoken to people that have tried it and they say, yes, like 100%. Something makes the planchette move. And the assumption is always like there's always someone in the group who's fucking around with the rest and is making it move and no one really knows. But scientists have actually proposed that it might not be a conscious thing and that it actually might be something called the ideomotor response there you go it's just like what they want to hear right exactly and like it mo- okay yeah i remember reading something like that so basically they believe that it's your subconscious expressing like your own inner thoughts and really you don't know that you're moving it and so you could be in a session with like three people and they could all yeah. not be lying and saying like i i swear to god we're we're not moving it we're you know but then they're actually moving but it. then they actually are because in the back of in the back of your head there's always going to be that connect between the spoken word 
and your actions. Yeah. And so that's that's why I've always wanted to, to, to fuck. It's okay. My speech impediment is You're fucking good. really showing today. You're good. Don't worry about but, it. But um, that's why I've always wanted to try it because I I think that even if no spirit contacts you. If you ask a question, you're gonna get an honest response. Like if you ask, like, what do, like, what do I really want? Like one of those bullshit questions that you're asking yourself at like three in the morning, staring at the ceiling, <laughs> contemplating existence. Like, what do I really want out of life? That if you use something like this, then your own subconscious would tell you, and your subconscious knows more than you know, arguably, would tell you the truth, and you wouldn't be able to lie to yourself. You know what's really funny about that? This is kind of changing topics because I remember when I was taking a philosophy class, she was claiming that because of that, what you said about the self-conscious, that that means we don't really have a free will. Oh, that's... Oh, Daniel, that's a whole other... Okay, cool. I just want, I just want to bring it up. We're going but, to continue. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. It's too late. It's too late. No, no, it's too late. no, no. It's too late. Go back, go back, go back. Rewind, rewind. Go ahead. Go we, back to the Ouija. We don't have free will. It's it's, it's a construct. <laughs> Every Everything we do... It's just a manifestation of fucking, of everything that's happened to us up until this point. Oh, but you know, talking about the Ouija board though, I definitely understand it, you know, because it's kind of like, let's say, oh, like, should I get ice cream? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I, I think that we all deep down know the answers to a lot of our own questions, yep. but it's our, but it's our ego that stops us from being honest with ourselves and we bullshit ourselves a oh, lot in day to day life. And it's necessary to just get on with like the drudgery of existence. Like you have to lie to yourself sometimes, even though it's not fucking healthy at all. True. But deep down, you know, um, so that's, that's one theory put forward that it's the idea motor response, that there's an unconscious, um, thought to action connection. And that's, and that's why it moves. I, I feel like that possibly can happen. I yeah I I think so too, um, and but then there, interestingly enough, for whatever reason, there's actually a rich tradition of writers using the Ouija board, and all these writers, or the majority of them, actually led super tragic lives, like Sylvia Plath. So if you don't know her, she was um um married to uh. uh fuck was it james merrill or ted hughes she was married to one of them but um they were all kind of into spiritualism and they were more like around like the beat generation ish more or less and she was a poet she she was a really amazing poet and uh sadly she killed herself she committed suicide yeah but a lot of her work um talks about like dissociation and about how the mind tends to like splinter and fracture into its composite pieces. And that's drawing on like an earlier tradition where there was this, um, this lady fuck by the name of, um, Pearl Curran. And so she wrote a bunch of plays. She, she wrote a, a bunch of poems. And so she claimed that she had actually been possessed by the spirit of a seventh cent 17th century writer named Patience Worth. And she also used the Ouija board. And she claimed that through her use of the Ouija board, this, you know, writer from the 17, the, excuse me, the 1600s, yeah. um, who had died, like was able to possess her and wrote through her. And now what psychologists argue is that it's like, no, that at some point there was a trauma in her life that was so intense that it forced her 
to create these two distinct personalities. And that that's another reason why people might be moving uh, the planchette subconsciously is that if you have a if you've experienced trauma to such a degree that you can genuinely believe that you're not moving it because in the back of your head, you're not moving it. Someone else is an alternate personality that you've created to protect yourself or to, yeah. To, what? And so in this case, what they say is that Pearl Curran growing up, she belonged to an affluent family and she really, really wanted to be a writer. But her mother, um, I think, I think her mother had been a musician and that's why, but I'm not sure. But her mother pushed her to go into music and so singing lessons, uh, piano lessons, all that bullshit. And that she was like very strict and very domineering. Yeah. And so psychologist, and this is fucking way back when, like before Freud even, but they were suggesting that maybe what happened here was that that trauma was so bad that it forced her to create this alternate identity um, that could be a writer and assigned a name of Patience Worth. And so when she was exposed to the Ouija board, that was just kind of like the switch was turned on. And instead of just being in the back of her head, now it could manifest itself physically. And that's another explanation that um, was given at the time. I don't know if it's widely supported now. It probably isn't. But it's it's interesting to talk about another reason why people might be moving the planchette subconsciously, yeah. this alternate personality. Yeah, I mean, the alternate personality is a fucking demon. <laughs> and, but, and then, but then think about it. Like, how many cases of, like, quote-unquote possession were in reality just mental illness? You think so? Which, like, went undiagnosed. Dude, yes. For <laughs> sure. Like, the Inquisition, I think... No, the, the Inquisition, I think, 100% was fucking them being xenophobic and fucking weird yeah, and probably. mental illness. Probably. But I do think that, like, maybe 1% of possessions are this other thing, which, again, this is the third and last theory that they have for uh, why the planchette moves, is that instead of accessing an alternate part of your brain, so this alternate personality that you're access actually tapping into the collective unconscious. And so, again, um, this more so than Freud was young. So Jung uh, drew on a lot of Freud's work, but but he he argued more about like the 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 collective aspect of our nature and how symbols pop up again and again. Like the Christ figure can be found in a lot of religions. True that. Um, the the hero figure can be found in a lot of religions. So True like that. the the old teacher figure. So like it would be Merlin in the case of like King Arthur, and nowadays like in Star Wars. It's Obi-Wan. And, like, these characters are the same because we all are tied to them in some weird fucking way where we can all tap into these these shared symbols, and that's the collective unconscious. And so what they're saying is that maybe, or what some people argue is, is that maybe with traumatic events like, um, like a murder or whatever, um, again, trying on our previous conversation on the stone tape theory, like, if something is traumatic enough, it could be impressed into the collective memory, and it's just there like data. Like data in the cloud. Like, that's yeah. a really good analogy. Like, it's it's there. And when we put ourselves in suggestive states, as with the Ouija board, because there's no one that goes to play with a Ouija board that doesn't have, like, a 
possibility in the back of their head of like maybe this isn't bullshit like maybe this does work yeah and so when you're in that suggestible state you can tap into the collective unconscious and access the data that's that's always there like in the cloud around you and so maybe the responses you get even though it's not a physical entity saying like i do like i miss you maybe that is genuine information that that person when they passed did genuinely miss their loved one or family member and so now it's it's truth that you're accessing even yeah. though it's not a consciousness that you're communicating with. Damn. So the Ouija board's fake. In conclusion, yeah. It's yes, bullshit. in conclusion, they Con- cracked the code and the Ouija board is fake. Because don't get me wrong, when you put it like that, especially it's backed up by science and all that, that's really hard to, you know, kind of be like, oh, well, then is it really a spirit, you know? Especially with, the, like, like you said, another personality or like the whole consciousness is like dumb because like you are right like you definitely are right for, for the many things you just said you know but like of course like going back to like stories and all that you know talking about how let's say for example there's something that you haven't told me about and like there's something that like let's say that something recently happened to you you know and like we tell the ouija board and like you know you're kind of like oh shit like like i didn't tell daniel that but the Ouija board's telling us that the spirit, but then it's not really a spirit. It's really you, you know, being like, oh, well, I guess this happened. So whatever question we ask is kind of like, you know, floating towards that in a sense. Could you imagine fucking being in that situation? Like playing playing with your significant other or whatever and fucking around like in jazz being like, did you cheat on me? Ha 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 ha. And yes. then, and then you, <laughs> and then the planchette starts moving toward yes because your own guilty conscience is like yes, you did, fucker. That's true, huh? Yeah. Because the thing is that, like, I've read stories about like there would be people playing, and there would be some people who wouldn't be playing, and then like the board would be talking about like the people who aren't playing. Mm, you know yeah. what I mean? So, so like, yeah. So then, how does that work? You know, unless like you know things that that other person knows or like you know hasn't told you or maybe did tell you or maybe you overheard it but you know what i mean but of course like in that type of sense you are going to be thinking like that oh well i probably overheard it or you know maybe i was kind of like eavesdropping when they were on the phone or maybe i read like a text message of some sort you know what i mean right and that's that's has a lot to do i feel with like intuition yeah with like um people predicting shit before it happens and yeah. and your natural reaction is like oh like they're they're tapped into the other side into the paranormal where it's like maybe there's certain individuals that are just super ah, fuck i don't know how to word it but they're they're so in tune to their surroundings that they can reasonably predict when something is going to happen like the example that gets tossed around a lot is like when a firefighter like tells all his people to get out like the chief or the fire marshal's like hey everyone get the fuck out of the building everyone's like why but he makes them get out anyway, and seconds later, the building collapses. And it's like, does he have the gift of precognition? Like, can he see into the future? It's all about that good feeling, bro. Exactly. But It's all about that sense. You heard about how we have, like, an extra sense of some sort? Right, 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 right. Damn. Continue. But, um, yeah. So, so, so is that you accessing the paranormal, or is that you seeing, like, out of the corner of your eye, you see that, like, the flame is a certain color... Or that, like, that beam over there, like, it looks kind of creaky. And so you put together all these factors and you're like, this is going to happen. 
Yeah. And it's not really seeing into the future. But then that's the that's the boring explanation. Like as cool that like don't get me wrong, as cool as that would be, <laughs> like I feel like it's it's better to believe the myth when when the myth isn't harmful. If that makes sense. No, it does make sense, you know. It really does. Cuz not even talking about like possessions because you are right like I really haven't heard of many possessions, especially ones that really don't end up being, you know, kind of like the exorcist. You know what I mean? But going back to that story you brought up about how she was possessed by like a writer. Maybe I guess you could say that was more like logical, you know, because from, from what I've always like read stories wise, majority of the time someone plays a Ouija board. Something usually happens, you know, and it's not even the fact that like it has to be bad. But it's usually not like, hey, um, let me help you out write a story real quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> At least to me, I don't know, you know, because I've also read like stories where people claim that they've played the Ouija board and nothing, nothing happens, you know, and it could happen, you know, because I feel like it really does depend on your surrounding, you know, even going back to the rules from like the beginning, like they're saying that if you really do want to, you know, um, let's say get the best results using the Ouija board, of course, they say to make sure the lights are off. Not too much like background noise and like have candles, you know, just like a dark area. And of course, they, they, they also say not to do it at your house or anything that you really don't right. want a spirit coming back to, you know. But apparently, if you do want to get a, a fucking reading, go to the cemetery because a lot of people say do not play the Ouija board in the cemetery. I mean, I'm down is the thing. You're crazy. That's but what it is. It's, it's that same bullshit where people are like, don't work on your bed because the energy... You have you ever heard of that? No. Like there's there's like ugh, fucking white people, dude. But but, <laughs> but white people will be like, oh, like there's like your bed is like a space for resting, and so if you mix work with that area, then you're mixing the energies, and it's gonna result in nah, chaos. Nah, don't stop it. Just stop that. We're gonna stop you. I'm so Which, sorry. Okay, no, but that's like on one end of the fucking craziness spectrum, and on the other end is like. Are there spaces like 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 playing the Ouija board in a dark room? Like, are there physical spaces where, for whatever reason, there's just like pent up paranormal energy, like at Stonehenge or like along ley lines or like even in the woods, like or being surrounded by nature and like this having the fucking stars like right there? I would assume that if you're gonna play with the Ouija board, going into the woods, you're like a hundred times more likely than to see something than if you do it like. That's true. In a basement or fucking what have you. That's true. Or maybe I'm pretty sure if you go to like a haunted house, you'll probably like it or something too. But who knows, right? But um, I was I was going to say, do you have anything else that you want to tell the listeners? Um, I mean, pretty much just, um, just, just, just factoids. Just know that, um, that, yeah, that the people who started this company fucking the Kenner Novelty Co, that they were all just fucking assholes to each other. Oh, that's another thing. <laughs> that there was a there was a falling out um by all the investors that originally were like good friends and their relationship slowly deteriorated deteriorated as the business went on until eventually one dude through like underhanded fucking trickery was able to like gain the controlling interest of the company oh wow and kick out his friends and then he ended up dying like a, a super shitty death that I don't I don't remember, but he died pretty much like alone. And those those investors that first started out were like buddies. Like I don't know if they were best friends, but they were all like like buddies. And 
the Ouija board kind of ruined that relationship for them. Which, again, you see a lot of times that, like, when, like with Sylvia Plath, we didn't go into a lot of detail with it, but there's speculation that when she started fucking with the occult, that that's when her life, which was already, you know, tragic and, and you know, not not the most stable and chaotic, that bringing in this outside influence kind of sent it spiraling and sent it off the rails and that's another thing like is that that paranormal energy is chaotic or is that that if you have a person that's already disturbed like fucking with their head in this way probably isn't a good idea like if you don't that that's another it's the same thing with like drugs like if you're not in a good place it's probably not an idea to fuck with them so like you know what okay i don't mean to cut you off but there was a rule that I just skip over because when I'm looking at like other different rules and all that, I didn't really see it much, but I skip it over. But there was a rule that said that if you are like depressed or just not in the right mind, that you should not play the Ouija board. It did say a little description, but like it's not even the fact that I didn't want to say it. It's just that, you know, when I first started reading the rules, I said that I'm going to read the rules that I have seen most commonly. You know, so that's the reason why I skip it over. So I'm only bringing it up is because of what you're saying, which is like really, you know, interesting. So I don't mean to cut you off. You could go ahead. No, well, like that gets you thinking, like playing playing devil's advocate a little bit. Like, is it is it that you shouldn't play when you're depressed because like you don't want to aggravate existing issues or not the not the more fun explanation, but the more. I don't know, I guess intriguing paranormal explanation would be, you know how they say that uh, when you're in a bad place, like you're you're prone to like hauntings and shit like that because spirits draw negative energy. So it could be that as well, that if you're in a bad place that like like in hauntings um, that take place within a family, usually the person that gets possessed or that bears the brunt of the haunting is the person that's already kind of isolated, that things aren't already going well for them because it's easy for malevolent spirits to make that person despair and like yeah. detach them from the rest of the family. So there's that possibility as well that, you know, if, if you're already down in the dumps, spirits are going to take advantage of it and fuck you over. That's fucked more. up. Bro. <laughs> the spirits are like, you know what? Let's go pick on this guy, man. You know, well, That's fucked up, bro. Like what a loser. Let's okay. I don't know him. about that, buddy. Like, I don't know about that. Yeah. Just fucking, what is it? Fucking, um, not external. What's it? What's what's the word for it? Projecting. It's projecting a little bit. Damn. You do that a lot like that. But we... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone's going to psychoanalyze all these podcasts one day, just just letting the listeners know. Fucking, yeah. Um, with that being said... Before we do end it, yes. my last question I wanted to ask us is that... So after you doing research and all that, do you believe that the Ouija board is more paranormal or more like, you know, like you are moving it, but like you just don't know you're moving it. So my, my, my general question is, just, do you believe that, you know, you can really contact the spirits with the Ouija board pretty much? Do I think it's possible? Yes. Simple answer. Yes, I do think it's possible. But? But... I think that it's probably not going to happen to you or I. I think it's probably only going to happen to people who are like more yes. in touch with 
Exactly. That's interesting. Well, my friend won't play it because she she doesn't like it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. damn. <laughs> I was, we're, we're about to ask her to lead us in a in a little seance. <laughs> but I I think that it's a useful tool probably if you want to sort things out again like drugs. <laughs> if you want to sort things out, I feel like it could be a useful tool. And that research uh, brought that up that like oh fuck maybe from like. A personal development point of view maybe this is useful but me personally i would hope that if i use it that i'm talking like that's fucking lame like yeah. you know fucking self-help is fucking lame like it'd be cooler if you are talking to a demon that would be that's the legend that i would hope i get to live through you know fuck i guess i mean hopefully you'll be able to survive it like that i mean you'll be right there alongside with me so we'll no, see fuck it, <laughs> this, this is how it's gonna be like look you're gonna be in a room you know how, like, in, um, like, police places, they have, like, the interrogation room, and then they have, like, the mirror? And I'm, I'm going to be in that room watching you. You're going to be watching, like, I wonder why nothing's happening, and the voice is going to come from behind. <laughs> oh, like, oh, fuck that, bro. But that being said, I believe we are done because we did go over time by a lot. We're reaching an hour right now, which is perfectly fine. But that being said, uh, I really hope you guys did enjoy this first Ouija board episode talking more about, you know the lore about it and the kind of like it's upbringing of how it got his name and pretty much what's happening with said Ouija board. The next episode we are going to have is more going to be more, you know, scary stories and people, you know, having said encountered with the Ouija board. So we really hope you guys are really excited to listen to that. And I'm just going to pass it on to Noah to do his little last spleen. Okay. Yes. So my little spiel again, we've been on a little bit of a break. Um, this time you can you can blame me. This time don't egg fucking Daniel's house. Um, yeah, last time I had to clean up a lot of stuff like that. By the way, he lives right next to the cemetery <laughs> in fucking Glass Park. Dude, there's a lot of cemeteries, okay? He lives in the- <laughs> Go well, more into detail. But yeah, like the fucking house color. But with that being said, uh, we're going to try to be more consistent from now on. Um, spring break is coming up. Hey, uh, we shouldn't we should make promises that we can't keep, okay? Hey, 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 spring break is coming up. Because so No, it's not even that. Because it's not. It's the fact that I don't know it's trying to take more of the blow, but it's on both parties. You know, it's just like we've been kind of busy or kind of like lazy, which is perfectly fine. We're human. We have lives, unlike the listeners, like the that. Lo- unlike the losers <laughs> that listen no, to this podcast. Apologize. You we better, have lives. You better apologize to our listeners right now. I'm sorry. We don't. I don't have. No. Lives, okay. Good. Like that. But yeah. That being said, you guys already know. No one always says the same thing. I'm pretty sure he's getting tired of it. <laughs> you can be honest. The spiel. No. Spiel. Okay. Go ahead then. But um. Oh yeah. Um, with with that caveat aside, uh, we'll do our best. That we can promise. We'll yes. do our best. No, um, but yeah, send send on over your stories. Um, I I think I think our favorite episodes so far are those where we get to talk to other people that are into Definitely. spooky shit, into the paranormal. Like it's always cool to hang out with like minded persons. So send over your stories. If you're a creative writer, we'd love to feature you. We'd love to. Um, showcase some of that talent so write a spooky story send it on over and we'll read it like a creepypasta you know or if something uh spooky actually did happen to you or to a family member and you have a story that you want to share or discuss on the show then please feel free to message us at the streetlights are on at yahoo.com that's spelled phonetically um just how it sounds the streetlights are on at yahoo.com with that being said, um, we've hit all the boxes on the checklist. We did the research. 
uh, we have a dark space in which to conduct the seance, and uh, we know the rules. And so hopefully by the next time uh, we talk to you guys, we'll have a little firsthand experience with the Ouija board. Um, with that being said, have a good one. Uh, the streetlights are on. <laughs>